And so I get the privilege now of people I've never heard of being sent to me by doctors even to say, <laughs> hey, can you help this person out? They just got diagnosed this week and they're spinning. And I get on the phone with somebody and say, all right, it's going to be okay. Stop Man. doing this and stop doing that and start doing this. Yes. And it's just, it's, that's one of the greatest privileges is to be able to help others. Welcome to the I Am Healing Strong podcast. I'm Jim Mann along with Allie Powell. Very good. I didn't even write it down for you. I know. I was ready. And this is the fourth installment in this month, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Man, <laughs> we are on the ball for breast cancer awareness. We're cruising. We're making a difference, Allie. We are wearing our pink. Oops. Actually, just you. Yeah. You're wearing your pink. <laughs> Yes, I have a little ribbon in my hair. It's just beautiful. <laughs> okay, just turned, made a left turn there. Okay, let's move on. Let's talk about Leanne Rummel. Leanne Rummel. Now, we actually, I talked to her in July, all right? So I was saving this for this month. Jim. I know. Man. It's, it's still the same story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it, I got it, I got it. Okay. <laughs> but she's a breast cancer survivor, and uh, she's excited about it. But, you know, we were talking about... Living in Jacksonville, Florida, and in July, it's not that cool there. Oh so. yeah, she she believes in in healing, correct? Too. I mean, yes. we all do, but she is a part of the Christian Healing Ministries, and uh, and so I share the story about my mom being healed as a child. It's a fascinating story. You really, honestly, I I love that story. You guys have got to hear it. Yeah, you do. Here it comes. Well, Leanne Rummel, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Jim? I am just super. Thanks for asking. You're there in Jacksonville where it's nice and uh, chilly here hot. in July. <laughs> it's illegally <laughs> hot, actually. Yes. I used to live in Lakeland, Florida, where it's no, you don't even get the sea breeze there. Ooh, so, yeah. A little yeah. muggy. Yeah. But Jacksonville is a lovely city. And it's a big one. Yes. It's, it's very spread out. Yes. Spread out. I have some friends mm -hmm. that live there. And, it, and of course, they live right on the beach. Uh, so oh, rough. nice. Yeah. That's He's a lawyer. Nice. They can do that. <laughs> well, we live in town on the river and we get some pretty nice breezes, especially when the storms blow up. But oh, yeah. It could be cooler. All right. On the river. I like that. Is it like, can you see it when you're driving? I, the only thing I really do in Jacksonville is drive through it on 95. Yes, you cross the bridge. If you stay on 95, you cross the river that we live on. Okay. I think yep. I've seen you. St. John's. <laughs> Wave at us. <laughs> <laughs> so you have an, a story of thriving and beating cancer. Is that true? I do. Yes. Yeah, how, how long ago did that happen? It was five years ago this summer. I found a lump myself at, a, at 530 on a Friday afternoon. I had just gotten out of the shower and was getting ready to go out to dinner with my husband and I had gotten sunburned, which is completely off for me. I never get burnt. I have the kind of skin that goes straight to dark brown. Mm. And people don't like I you for out. that. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Yes. <laughs> and but then I had been out doing some gardening in a tube top, and I was only going to do one or two things, and I probably did four or five. So when I got out of the shower, I went, "Oh, I am right pink. Wow, how did that happen? I never get pink." So I grabbed some aloe and started rubbing it on, and then I went, "Oh." what's that? And it was up high on my chest. It was breast cancer. Hmm. And I said, Lord, it's 530 on a Friday night. What is this? And he said, loud and clear, inconvenient. <laughs> wow. And it's like, oh gosh, I hate inconvenient, but I can do it. 
<laughs> and it still is inconvenient, but I can still do it in his strength. So, uh, you know, that led to going to see a general person who then refers you to the breast department and you get shuffled around into a swirl of doctors that you have no idea what they're saying on the first round. And you go home and think, oh, that's a lot to digest, but I do know how to do research. And so I started doing some research and praying a lot, obviously. And uh, I decided to go with a, a holistic program called Square One. Mm-hmm. Anybody ever hear of that? Yes, I'm sure. Maybe, so, yes. Yes. And it just happened, in quotes, to show up in my email. He was doing a promotion. I think he does it twice a year where you can watch it for free. And mm-hmm. someone, I don't even know who sent it to me, just sent it to me out of the blue. It had to be the Lord, of course. And uh, I started listening to that. So this makes all the sense in the world, but I was getting a ton of pressure to sign up for chemo. You're going to die. You better do this. Wow, 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 wow. All the scare tactics were hard and heavy. And I said, I just don't have a piece about that. I'm going to wait and do my research. And so I found a course of radiation that was about half as long as what they were recommending. And I said, is there any reason I can't do radiation first while I think about the rest? And they said, oh yeah, it's just tradition. Well, right off the bat, I said, oh, tradition of man? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) So I said, okay, I'll do a short course of radiation. I'll do this, the one from this study. And of course, they were stunned that I knew about that. I hate to be sarcastic or skeptical about, or cynical, I guess is the word. But radiation and chemo were the two most profitable things in medicine. Yeah, it's a coincidence. Didn't know that then. And if I'd known now, then what I know now, I would never have signed up for radiation. Yeah. But... Uh, I was I was thankfully given enough wisdom to skip the chemo and go into the Square One program, and I've had incredible health since then. Now, was the pressure just from the doctor? Did that come from family and friends, or just the doctors? Um, yeah. I actually had an oncologist scream at me. Oh, that's always charming. <laughs> at a large, famous institution, and I walked out and called my intercessors and said, "Would you please pray for that person and me? Because that's not happening." <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was a a very unlovely situation. But God, I remembered what he said. It's going to be inconvenient. And, you know, living the square one lifestyle is kind of inconvenient. I'm in ministry. And at that time I was traveling three to four days a week, at least three weeks out of the month. And so I would pack all my food and my water filter and all of my stuff when I was finally able to travel again. It took a few months to be able to feel like I could gather all of that and myself and go back on the road. But when I did, it was inconvenient. (laughs) And I kept saying, thank you, Lord, that this is just inconvenient. Did you follow it closely or did you, I mean, did you eat the big salad and all that? A hundred percent. Yes. I, I quit eating everything you're not supposed to eat. I did raw and juice for 90 days. And then I went to the lifestyle of salads for lunch and dinner, giant 30 ingredient salads for lunch and dinner. My husband, praise the Lord, joined me for dinner. (laughs) He's not a vegan yet, but uh, for dinner he is. (laughs) So that is a lot of work. I mean, preparing all that stuff, at least I don't cook at all. My, I grew up where my mom kind of kept me out of the kitchen. (laughs) I don't know what Uh, that was about, but so, you know, I can make breakfast pretty much just because I love that so much, but yeah, preparing that salad is like, man, you got to go to the store and buy so many things. And 
Yes. And then I'm a, I'm a clean freak anyway, so I'm cleaning everything probably too much. I'm probably wiping off all the, the good stuff. <laughs> and the beneficials. Yeah, but but it's good. I love the stuff. And like, wow, I got to go out again tomorrow or the next day or whatever it is because it doesn't last that long, you know, no, when it's, it doesn't. When it's uh, organic. But yes. it is very much worth it. And, uh, you know, Completely I do. Completely worth it. Yeah, I do a lot of I'm so much healthier great. all the way around. Two weeks into it, I looked at the mirror and went, Wow, who is that with the great skin? <laughs> yes. What ministry are you involved in? I'm involved with Christian Healing Ministries here in Jacksonville. It's an international ministry that has two wings. We train people and churches so that they can have healing ministries in their communities. And we pray for people. People come for prayer appointments for free. The training has a, a cost, but the prayers are free. And we do it on Zoom and in person. It's wonderful. It's the best thing that ever happened to anybody. Wow. It's wonderful because we see miracles all the time. And a lot of time people have emotional issues that are underlying physical illness. And I was so aware of that. So I said, okay, Lord, <laughs> what do I need to keep healing in my emotions or in my spirit in order for this dis-ease to heal? So yeah. that's the path that I pursued. And I had a, a favorite verse that I would quote to myself every day, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name and forget not all his benefits. Hmm. He who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. And that was my daily starting point. And I wow. believed it every day and was so grateful that there's so much truth in scripture to guide us when we're feeling like, oh no, this isn't going to work out. We know that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he lies to us every moment he can through these processes of healing. And we just have to remember who wins and stand up and say, no more, shut up. I don't believe you. I believe the truth. Yeah. Like so many people, you know, even when they believe in God, uh, once a diagnosis comes, they get a whole lot closer to God and they take things a little bit more seriously. But there you were doing the ministry anyway. So that that helps you a great deal, didn't it? Already being in tune with uh, healing and knowing what God can do. Yes. And being able to hear his voice. Yes. You know, what is this inconvenient? I don't know a whole lot of people that are able to hear that clearly, especially in crisis. And I'm so thankful that I could, because yeah. that really, that carried me. If he had said, gee, honey, I'm really sorry. I love you, but I'm calling you home. I don't know how, I don't know how enthusiastic I would have been about all those salads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were born for this moment. Yes. God uses these things that, that are inconvenience. And, uh, obviously he turns them around for his glory. And, uh, it sounds like what's happened in your life. Now, my family, I have a very large family when you, talk about cousins and aunts and uncles we all grew up in baltimore but when my uh, mother was born she she was born with polio and of course oh. back then you know you're you're just crippled you don't really there's no cure you don't do anything like that and, and mm. they they went to i don't know if they went to church or not because but you know they believed in god country apple pie all that kind of stuff um this is back in the 30s but these ladies came from a church you know, inviting people to come out to church. And they saw my mother dragging herself through the house. She was probably five or six years old. She had been walking by then, but she had no muscle development in her legs and stuff. 
and they say, well, hey, can we pray for your mom? And they say, well, okay, do what you need to do. And so they prayed for her, and then she just kind of shuffled on. Nothing happened until the next morning. My grandparents heard this noise, commotion in my mother's room, and they ran in there, and she was standing up for the first time in her life, <sighs> having to learn how to walk. She had full muscle development in her legs, and they didn't even <sighs> be, you know, believe in healing. A creative miracle. That's beautiful. Yeah. So needless to say, they went to that church. <laughs> we, <laughs> yes. We've been going to church ever since. Oh, isn't that great? So yeah, that's how he gives us things to lure us into his heart. Yes, it was it was the miracle of a healing that got my whole family. We got like, there's like ninety some of us. I haven't even counted lately, but you know, wow. all of us are active in our church and and living for God. So yeah, I believe that's in healing. So wonderful. Oh, good. So do I. I'll have to say it's kind of funny. When I first moved to Jacksonville 25 years ago, I was asked to come on the board of Christian Healing Ministries. And I thought, well, that sounds better than a bridge club. I didn't really know what they do. I had been in a denomination all my life up to that point that didn't really, I don't think they had the book of Acts in their Bible, (laughs) to say it nicely. Nothing was ever said about the Holy Spirit except some mention of a ghost in a creed. And so... I was completely unfamiliar with what they were talking about when I got to Christian Healing Ministries and they were talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and healing of emotions in the spirit. And I thought, oh, I just thought you needed physical healing. So I learned so much through the four levels of school there and my life was completely transformed. I had had an experience with the Holy Spirit when I was 13, but I didn't know what it was because I didn't have anyone to tell about it. It was kind of freaky. And so I didn't tell anybody wow, I wake up and knew this about somebody and this is what happened. Uh, Because, you know, when you're 13, you're a little self-conscious anyway. You're not going to tell somebody you had an open vision. Yeah. So (laughs) these things finally got explained to me at Christian Healing Ministries and made so much sense. And I've been playing in that river with the Holy Spirit now for all these years. Wow. Yes. And so many healings. It's so, uh, it's just the most exciting thing. That's what I do for fun, to pray for people. I don't care if it's on the phone, on the street, uh, you need a ride, I'll pray while we go. <laughs> but even on Zoom, all through COVID, we had people from all over the world who were isolated and emotionally slammed and physically ill. So hmm. we got to pray for lots and lots of people and what the enemy intended for evil, God used for good by expanding the ministry. Yes, yes. indeed. Now, the the your cancer situation once you started doing the protocols and stuff that uh, Chris Work spells out in Square One and mm-hmm. makes it so simple, which is what mm-hmm. I need, um, how long did it take for for the cancer to to uh, well, go into remission, as they say? <laughs> I think it was immediate. And, wow. you know, because they um, wanted me to do chemo and all this stuff, but they couldn't really show me any numbers that said it was still there. I, you know, I happened to find it, and I know the Lord allowed me to find it at an early mm-hmm. stage. It was just a stage one, and I had clean margins after the surgery, and I, there was no lymph involvement. And so I was thinking, why do they even want me to do chemo? But I, I understand why now. Um, <laughs> but there was never any moment where it, the numbers weren't going in the right direction, and they've stayed almost from the very first month at the right level where they need to be. Wow. I followed the RGCC program, mm-hmm. took a ton of supplements and had a rebounder that I did a couple times a day. I went out to, to do the infrared sauna and figured out even with a package, it would be 
more sensible to buy one. So I did that and sawn it every other day. So, you know, inconvenient, time consuming, <laughs> but effective, yes. very effective. I know. I, I find myself, you know, doing all this juicing and stuff. And I'm thinking, man, this takes up so much time. There's things to be, I should be doing, but like, it's, yeah. it's kind of like not a smart way of thinking. We have to take care of ourselves in the way God made our bodies to, to heal themselves, you know, because yes. of the way it, it, he designed it. We just get so hurried. And, you know, of course, I believe that's what the enemy wants. He wants us to get hurried and because uh, yes. he can control us very well when we're hurried. And especially living in America, we're just prone to be in a hurry all the time. We feel like we're doing something when we're just running yes. ourselves down. And uh, we, well, I'm reading the Bible and I read about Jesus. He was never in a hurry. Mm -mm. You know, he did all he that. He went over to the other side years. of the lake to get away from everybody and yeah. relax. <laughs> they kept following him. I know, right? I'm actually learning a lot here in my old age. That hey, what was I hurrying for? I got here too fast anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I have a Medicare card now. That's I get mine this year too. Isn't that fun? Yeah, that's just wrong, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's for old people. Right. Who are they? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so now how do you how do you see that changing your your life, I mean, obviously it didn't turn you around to, to go the opposite way because you were already cruising in that, in that realm. But yes, what, what changes did it make in your life besides the eating? I think what you just talked about, I slowed down some. Hmm. Yeah. Because like I said, I was on the road three to four days a week, at least three weeks every month. And it was a lot. Yeah. So I slowed down a lot and well, and then I sped back up again and then COVID came and I slowed down again. <laughs> I, I just think the biggest change is that I I don't want to eat things that aren't good and good for me. I go to meetings all the time and they you know like said, oh, we're going to order in from here or there. And I'll say, that's nice. I'll bring my own. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just it's it's completely unappealing to eat food that's not organic and has unhealthy things in it. Yeah. So that's that's one of the biggest changes for me is that I'm so picky now about what I put in my mouth. Hmm. And I continue to juice, not not like I was doing in the beginning, but several times a week I'll juice and, and, but the food thing is the same. Yeah. Lots of greens, lots of fruits, no junk. And you said your husband's pretty much on board, right? He is. I mean, he's very supportive. He has some things that he likes for breakfast and lunch that aren't part of the program. So he has those, but he said, and it was bragging to a group of our friends the other night. He said, yeah, I lost 20 pounds over the last five years by eating what she eats for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't really need to lose it, but you know. Yeah, that's with me. I, I've always been a skinny guy and I can, I can eat like my weight every day because I'm, I'm just always hungry and, and I never gain. But then when I got my diagnosis, I cut sugar out immediately. It shouldn't eat it anyway, but, but uh, cancer just loves sugar. And right. so I stopped that right away. And I lost 25 pounds. I don't even know where it came from. Isn't like, that amazing? How's a skinny man lose 25 pounds? And people thought, yeah. oh, he's got cancer. That's like, no, well, this is healthy. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was already thin and I lost about 15 pounds. So that was <laughs> the same thing. I had to figure out ways to eat other, more potatoes and more things that were carbs that would slow that down a little. Yeah. People don't like us for that too. I know. Well. <laughs> Which I enjoy. <laughs> It has being too thin has its downsides because I was already, you know, thin on the, on the salad lifestyle. 
last mm. year when my brother died suddenly and unexpectedly and grief mm. can cause you to lose weight too. Yeah. Which I didn't know until that time. Mm. Yeah. Better to keep it up a few pounds, a few pounds up than a few pounds down. <laughs> yes. Now what, what are people telling you about since you're also very young, do people tell you not to eat eggs anymore? Cause I love eggs. Yes, they did. And I love eggs too. That's really hard. Man. I occasionally will make something that has an egg in it now mm -hmm. cooked, but rarely. I don't know if it's worth it. Yeah. You know? It's not what I want to I just... <laughs> <laughs> I'll pray about that and see if we can get eggs back. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I know. Eggs eggs and all dairy were the hardest give up for me. I wasn't a big sugar person except for dark chocolate anyway. So, but mm. yes, eggs. Good okay. eggs. Well, Once you hear them described by the hardcore people <laughs> and what they have in them, that can fix you. You may never want one again. Yeah, maybe I better listen to that then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. So where do you see uh, things going now? I mean, like in the next five-year window, um, are you just keep doing the same thing you're doing now with the ministry and it just kind of fired you up a little bit more or or do you see something else happening? Oh, I'm I've – I've been so enthusiastic about this ministry since the first time I went to a school and could feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't think my enthusiasm waned through any of this. Yes, probably increased. My fervor has probably increased some. One of the great things, though, is that now people send people to me when they get their diagnosis. And I'm able to walk alongside them, give them a list of things to do and don't do right away. And of course, refer them to square one and uh, just walk them through because there's so much information. When you first get the diagnosis, it's just an avalanche of overwhelming information. And so I get the privilege now of people I've never heard of being sent to me by doctors even to say, <laughs> hey, can you help this person out? They just got diagnosed this week and they're spinning and I get on the phone with somebody and say, all right, it's going to be okay. Stop doing this and stop doing that and start doing this. Yes. And it's just, it's, that's one of the greatest privileges is to be able to help others. Yeah. Because you know, it's like when you first realize when you first tagged with cancer, it's like, you know, you're not sure what's happening, even though you believe in God, you trust God. And, but you know, they gave me like a month or two to live <gasps> and, and you know, I, I got four kids and, and a wife and I'm like, and it was September. And I'm like, man, I'm not even going to see Christmas. But, oh, my Lord. But, uh, you know, that was six and a half years ago. So I'm good. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other thing about this is, you know, I know that the traditional, if you manage to make it five years after chemo, you're good. Mm -hmm. So I didn't do chemo, but I'm going to, I'm claiming that after the five years of doing square one, I'm good. Yes. And I will continue the same lifestyle. I still bounce. I still get in the sauna. I still yeah. eat the right things. I do treat myself more than I did in years past. Yeah, that's okay. We've you got your uh, your system all in place the way God intended, uh, and you can you can fight anything that comes in there. You can you can so called cheat every once in a while. It's not really. Oh, cheating, it's much better if you say I'm treating myself because treating, your body yeah. receives that as a, a positive thing. Yes. If you say you're cheating, those cells are listening in on all of that and holding that at the cellular <laughs> level and saying, "Oh, negativity, negativity, cheating." Ooh. <laughs> While I was saying cheating, I'm thinking there's got to be a better word for this. 
treating i treat myself every now and then to like a watermelon popsicle whole fruit but still it's got a little yeah. added sugar in there which you know isn't on the yay list but yeah, a little but treat now and then helps you get through it too yeah and your body can Especially process later. stuff like that and just say get, get out of here yes so, yes yeah. you don't want to do it on a regular basis but yeah it's it's good right stuff. yes and we need treats after you know it's like you ran the race well here's your prize <laughs> have a popsicle <laughs> exactly well how can yes. how can uh, people get a hold of you if if uh, they want to reach out to you yes the ministry website is christian healing men m-i-n short for ministry dot org and yeah. under under events we have schools if people are interested in training and there's a drop down for prayer and it'll walk people through how to receive all of that we do a lot of inner healing, which is where we invite Jesus to come into memories that are traumatic or hurtful or where people feel stuck. And he comes in every single time and changes whatever their circumstances are. And they may not be physically healed in that instant, but they're emotionally healed, which allows their immune system to fire up and do what it's supposed to do. It kind of says, all right, all you T-cells, did you hear that good news? Stand up and fight. That's right. So that's one of the things that I highly recommend for anyone with a diagnosis of cancer or any other serious disease is a round or two of inner healing because we've all experienced trauma and negativity and things that just shouldn't happen to us in life. Yeah, sometimes we I need, find... We need to take them to the Lord in a really clear way and say, here's, here's the mess. Would you please apply the blood from the cross to this mm -hmm. and rearrange it and make it, make it your way, Lord? Right. His, his ways are higher than ours. And sometimes we yes. don't realize, you know, why something came into our lives. We, and we want Jesus just to fix it, get rid of it so we can move on. But often he allows things to happen to expose other areas. Like, you know, like you were saying, healing of some memories that you sometimes you even forget that are even there, but they do affect us. Oh, tremendously. Yes. Yeah. And again, to equip us to help others. Yep. That's what we're here for. That's it. That's why we're here. Exactly. Yes. Yes, isn't that and, nice? Yeah, and then you came across Healing Strong. Did you see that in, in Square One? I know he talks about Healing Strong. But... I probably did and when I was reading or watching, hear mm -hmm. it, but it didn't until I was actually around the founder's friend. I didn't connect to it because yeah. I was already so busy in ministry. Then I went to a to their first, um, I don't know what, they had an event. I don't know what they called it. I don't know what you called, but it mm -hmm. was a, we went there for the day and they had wonderful speakers yeah, who told tremendous stories of healing. Chris was there. Susie was there. Okay. And a what lot of others. That? that was probably about four years ago. Yeah. Three it was, four, three is it Atlanta? Yes, in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. It's the one I went to. That's the first time I, you know, I thought, I didn't even know it was, was faith-based. <laughs> I, ah. like, I said, oh, okay, they're talking about healing cancer. I'm going to go. Oh, so, isn't that interesting? Yes. I was told about that and went for the day. I thought, what a great opportunity mm. for anyone who hasn't had any experience of faith and the healing that comes through Jesus. That was a wonderful opportunity. Yeah, it was fantastic. And, and, mm -hmm. and I went back to Greenville, South Carolina, looking for a group to be in and then there wasn't one. So then I felt, Oh man, that means I got to start one. So I started one. Good for you. Well, you know, God can use anybody. It's not something I normally do start groups and lead them, but uh, I'm doing it, and we're having a great time. We're meeting at the Cancer Survivors Park, of all places. I love it. So, yeah, it's nice. it's great. 
It really is. Susie has done a, an amazing job putting that program together. And I can remember five years ago when I first talked to her, it sounded like it was just in a few places. And then it was in a few states all of a sudden. And then it was all over. I mean, yeah. it's just grown like weeds, which is wonderful. Yeah, it's it's hundreds of groups all all around the world now. Isn't that great? Including Greenville, South Carolina. <laughs> and I believe there's a group here in Jacksonville too, but like like I said, because of my involvement with Christian Healing Ministries, I'm yeah. I'm already pretty busy. Yeah. You just yes. pop your head every once in a while and say, hey. <laughs> I should. I should. I will try to do that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully those Jacksonville Jaguars will be better for you this year. That would be wonderful. It Maybe really you could, would. You can pray for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> okay. Mostly for their safety, but <laughs> yes. I guess I could pray for them to win too, huh? <laughs> well, Leanne, thank you so much for sharing your story. I'm sure it's going to encourage somebody, and uh, hopefully we can cross paths sometime. Well, thank you, Jim. Okay, so I love all of these great stories, but I would really love to know what everybody thinks about your story about your mom. Okay, let's see a show of hands. How many liked it? I'm raising my hand. Okay, good. That, that's amazing. That's the, the reason why my whole family is, is uh, following Christ because of, you know, what do you say when someone has polio and then all of a sudden they're prayed for and they don't have polio? I mean, I mean just... what's amazing is they could have just walked right by your house, but instead they just simply asked to pray. And now because of that, I mean, how many people in your family are following Christ because of that one act? They're like all 90 some of us. It's crazy. I mean, it's bizarre. I think we got to keep that in mind, right? So what you're saying, Allie, is uh, when you see an opportunity, take advantage of it. Like those ladies did when they saw my mom dragging herself through the house. Right. We want you to be a part of a group if you're listening to this and you're like a little scared about the journey you might be going through or a loved one. You need some support from people who are also going through a journey, right? Right. Absolutely. That's the only way I got through mine healing process was support from other people. Yeah, you had a tight little group there that, that yep. uh, held you up. Yep, I, I wasn't as cool as you. We didn't have a meeting spot, and I didn't get to lead them, but yeah. Well, yeah, I do raise the bar pretty high for you. I'm sorry. I know. Yeah, but forget about that part. You can go to healingstrong.org and find out the, all that information. Look for a group that's near you if you're not involved with one already. And if there isn't one near you, start one. Like I did. Absolutely. If I can start one, anybody can. Absolutely. Okay, good. I've done my job. You've been listening to the I Am Healing Strong podcast. Every week we bring you stories of hope from people who are facing life-altering challenges and finding out that God has a plan for your life no matter what you're facing. It's all a part of a Healing Strong organization. To find out more about Healing Strong, go to the website at healingstrong.org.